Good morning, City Church. This is City Church Together for Thursday, June 18th. The last two episodes we've talked about in Hebrews 5 and 6, we have talked about laziness and some areas where uh, the writer of Hebrews addresses laziness. I want to move today because I want to stick with that idea. I want to move today to 1 Thessalonians 5. Um, I don't know about you all, especially if you're a Gen Xer. I grew up in the, uh, you know, found yourself to be a 10 or 12 year old around the early 90s and you're familiar with Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I got to tell you, every time I say 1 Thessalonians, at least in my mind, if not out loud, I go 1 Thessalonians born and raised. On the playground is where I spent most of my days chilling out, maxing, relaxing. It's 1 Thessalonians. It's just, I don't know why. It just fits. So anyway, 1 Thessalonians, born and raised, chapter 5. And um, we're going to look at um, starting in verse 14. Verse 14. 1 Thessalonians 5, 14. And we exhort you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle, comfort the discouraged, Help the weak, be patient with everyone, see to it that no one repays evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good for one another and for all. And that's the word of the Lord from 1 Thessalonians 5. The word here in verse 14, idle, warn, it says warn those who are idle. Um, that I, I remembered this passage when... Um, when we were talking about laziness the last couple of days, and I was curious as to if that word idle was the same word being used for lazy in the book of Hebrews. It turns out it is not, um, but it's not the same Greek word, but it does carry the idea of laziness. So I just want to, I want to walk through these three commands given to, um, given to the church in um, Thessalonica and um, just what that means, and then I want to pray through those things because I think, um, of course, they're apl- applicable for today. But um, I'll tell you how I'm personally, how these are personally helpful for me at this time. Okay, um, so he he says we exhort you, brothers and sisters, um, to warn those who are idle. Now, the first thing that I want to remind you is that this is Paul talking to, um, in our terms, talking to the congregation, okay? Because just in the verse, in the verses ahead of this, he has talked to the people about their pastors, about their leaders, and the, what they should do for their leaders and how should they should treat their leaders. So I want you to bear in mind that this is the Apostle Paul writing to um, all you out there, like you're a, you're a church member, you are a part of a family. You, you're not the pastor. You're not the leader. But so th- he's talking to you. And he says, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle. Okay, warn those who are idle. Now, idle here um, means, uh, it, it does mean lazy. It means um, not doing anything. Um, uh, the word here, uh, the root word here is for chaos, so think about um, lazy or idle here in the sense of um, a person who is not disciplined 
or a person who has not sort of ordered their um, ordered their plans. Uh, and this, you know, this isn't. It, Paul's not saying anyone who is type A or anyone who doesn't have a to do list together make sure they have a to do list. It's not that's not that kind of order. It think about a person who is not motivated, a, a person who's not getting up. To, it's it has allowed his or her world to just go into chaos. Um, the picture that's in my mind is just a blob. You know, you try to it's like a blob of goo. You just pick up a blob of goo and it just doesn't really form your hand. It just kind of slimes and then falls and then splats on the counter and there's no forming or it's just chaos. It's just mess. And it says, warn those who are idle. In other words, come on, let's go. There, like, there are things that we are called to do. We don't just sit around waiting. There are things that we need to get up and do. There are things that we need to um, give ourselves to in order to give order to the world and to our world. Okay, so warn those who are idle. Warn those who are checked out. So, if you think about laziness, as we've talked about it before, remember there was a, a laziness, a dullness of hearing, and so a, an unwillingness to sort of engage the message that they were being given. Um, this could come through in lots of ways, but you know, hearing hearing the Bible but not doing anything about it. James talks about that. Hearing sermons but not really changing anything in your life. Um, and then yesterday, um, yesterday was a laziness that resulted in a failure to imitate um, what what um, the leaders of the Hebrew church were, or, or a failure to imitate all the people, all the faithful people who had gone before them. So you're not paying attention to the examples of faithfulness in the people's lives that you have in front of you. And it's interesting now, I, connecting those two ideas, one, a laziness um, you're not engaging teaching. Um, the other, a laziness. You're not engaging and watching the lives of those who are setting an example. I think about um, Paul writing to Timothy saying to watch your life and doctrine um, because your life, your doctrine, your teaching, and your life, your example. So laziness in those two areas, encourage, the warn those who are idle. Hey, let's go. What are you doing? Now, you've got the teaching, you've got the examples, now it's time to live this out. Then it says, comfort the discouraged. Comfort the discouraged. Um, That word discouraged there, um, uh, I think the ESV renders this um, uh, faint-hearted. The the literal translation of the Greek word used there for discouraged is um, little-souled or short life. Um, And that would so if you just think about a word picture there short soul it's like you you're you're a soul that is is kind of quit um you're just you're you're done and it's comfort the discouraged or the faint hearted comfort those um you could think of this as a person who has been hurt many 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 times um and is shying away from the call of god or the vocation that god has called them to um, and then help the weak, um, or also um, help, same word for sick, right? And that doesn't necessarily have to mean physically sick, but help the weak means recognize people who are in um, positions that are, um, that are weak, that are disadvantaged, that don't carry power to them, 
and you are to you are to understand their weakness and to help their weakness. And then he says, be patient with everyone. And that word from Paul here, from the Holy Spirit through Paul, is a recognition again of the call to endurance. You are going to get tired of warning the idle, of calling people to stop being lazy and to take up the calling that God has called them to. You are going to get tired of comforting the discouraged or the short-souled or those who are, are drawing back from the work that's ahead of them. You are going to get tired of helping the weak because you have to expend your power to help the weak. And when we do that, you know what happens? We snap. We get angry. We get frustrated at somebody else. And that's why this admonishment to us, church, to be patient with everyone is so beautiful. And then the next, see to it that no one repays evil for evil, but always pursue what is good for one another and for all. Um, I, a personal statement for me, uh, as I have been thinking and reading and discussing um, racial injustice and what to do about it and how to lead in it and engaging both people who know and have experienced a lot more than me in that area and also leading a church that has um, different people with diverse opinions and, and experiences with racial injustice and having some feeling somewhat of a bridge um, between those two groups of people, the people that know way more than me and have experienced way more than me and are giving me advice, and then the people that I'm called to lead. Um, this is helpful because I need people to be patient with me, and I need to be patient with people in that ministry. And when I get tired, I need to always pursue what is good for one another and for all, which is what I want to keep in front of me, what I want you to keep in front of me. The, the reason that we warn those who are idle and comfort the discouraged and help the weak, the reason that we do that is because it is good for all. It is good for one another. We are when when we take that responsibility that the Lord gives us to do those things, specifically in the area of um, racial injustice, um, in just the education portion of this, and just understanding what it is in order to feel it, we are going to be tempted to be frustrated. We are going to get frustrated at people who get frustrated with us. In City Church, let's listen to the wisdom of the Holy Spirit here. Be patient with everyone. Do not repay evil for evil, but do what is good. Pursue what is good for one another and for all. Um, that promise from me to you has been implicit from the day that I started leading this church, but let me make it explicitly to you. I 
am only going to pursue what is good for one another and what is good for all. That will, that will be my pursuit. Will I fail at that? I think I probably will. But it will be my pursuit. And it will not be because I am not intently looking into the law of the Lord, intently meditating on what he says at the same time I'm doing what he says and exercising wisdom as I look out at the world and evaluating um, where we need to go. So pray for me. This is, you know, right before this, um, it, it feels weird for me to say this, but the verse is just before this. Now we ask you to give recognition to those who labor among you and lead you in the Lord and admonish you and to regard them very highly in love because of their work. Um, you don't have to send me a handwritten note, although I appreciate that. And if you go to that anyway, that's fine. But to understand the context of this, that's that, that, that this verse in whole, these verses in whole spoke to me today because it's something that I needed to hear a, a reminder to keep working, to keep doing the hard thing, to keep pursuing good. And that, that is worth something to the Lord. So let's be patient and let's pursue good. And now let's pray together. Our Father, there is no doubt that I have complained about being tired uh, or being worn out um, or, you know, like Frodo and Lord of the Rings. Why did the ring have to come to me, Gandalf? Um, but the truth is that I am thankful. I am thankful um, that we together, you have put us at a church in this time and in this country and in this part of the country, you, you have put us here to be a light and that we know that requires helping one another. And if we help one another, we know it requires being patient with one another. So God, give us Holy Spirit-inspired patience and long-suffering and help us to not forget to pursue good. Keep that ever in front of us, that we are pursuing good for one another and for all. Father, where we take a wrong step, correct us. Where we're going the right way, lead us on and make it more clear. You are our Father. You are our guide. You are our teacher. You are the one we follow. Help us to do it patiently. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. City Church, go and multiply the gospel.